Let's make planning this year's garden a lot easier with the Planter app. This app is packed full of features. It has companion and combative planting, which are indicated by green and red circles. It has a simple drag and drop interface. It has 80 plus plants and thousands of varieties. All the info is needed to grow veggies, including when to start seeds, transplant and harvest, the ability to create custom plants and varieties, a growing guide with in-depth articles to supplement the quick info in the app, not to mention that you can view it and use it both on your PC and on your mobile device, so you can always be planning your garden on the go. This app is used in my garden year-round to plan the upcoming seasons, reference the last year's seasons so I know when to rotate, and it also helps me to learn more about companion planning using the visual cues. When you create your garden, it's going to be based on the dimensions and each block is going to be a square foot. I've had a lot of fun using this app and the Planter app, which is spelled P-L-A-N-T-E-R, is available in your app store on both Google and Apple. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and plan your garden and use the link below to get a discount on the Planter app. We're back, everybody. We're back from a nice, relaxing break. You're listening to the Backyard Gardens podcast and I am here with New Year, New Batavia, and New Year, same old Ben. So check it out right here. <laughs> to have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. So that was the most energy you're going to get out of me all year, just so you, everybody knows. Um, we're back, as we said, and we took a nice break, which was good because I had to wrap my mind up around this awesome gardening season that we're going to have coming up, right? Of course. And did you have a good little slumber? Yeah, yeah. I felt, I feel really good. I, um, it looks like I really only need one solid week. So New Year, New Batavia entered right around the week between Christmas and New Year. Right. So, okay. so yeah, this has been, it's weeks of this now. What do they say? Weeks prepare to, and weeks. Look, prepare to be sick of me. <laughs> and we are just wasting those precious weeks with New Year, New Batavia. How dare us? <laughs> well, so it's the, it's the first episode of the year. And we have this thing, if you're new to the show, this is the Backyard Gardens podcast, and we talk about gardening for everybody. My name is Ben Gardner, and I'm with my beautiful co-host, Miss Batavia. And every year we start off with, if we met our gardening goals that we set for the previous year. So if you'd like to go back and listen to that episode, it's in the beginning of last year, and we set these lofty goals for ourselves. And it's always a trick to see if we get them. Now, the catch is Leonard has sent Batavia all of the goals that we made. I have not seen them. And I, I sweat this every year. Mm -hmm. So I don't even remember. I have no clue what I said I was going to do, which is terrible. I should. And it's probably telling us to whether or not you met them. If, <laughs> <laughs> if you're struggling with remembering what they were. And each year, it seems like we have tried to be more realistic, like we've reduced the number. But clearly, mm -hmm. we still haven't gotten to a sweet spot. Um, yeah. So that's their potential spoiler. 
Okay. I'm nasty now. I'm real nervous. I'm legit starting to sweat. Yeah. So, so all together we have ten goals. It looks like it was five apiece. Right. And uh, I'm ready when you are, man. All right. Well, um, ladies' choice. So <laughs> you get to pick who goes first. All right. I'm gonna. Of course, I'm gonna let you go first. Of course. Let's see how you stumble through this. Right. Uh, so your first goal was grow different proteins. Oh, it's so funny. So I did do that. Um, and I did fail at that as well. Mm. Um, I grew peanuts and I totally just misunderstood what I read completely. And I had to, unfortunately, I had to pull them up before a hurricane. I was in, in like a mad dash to get everything up. Mm-hmm. And I remember just looking at it and just being like, damn, I, as soon as I pulled up the plant, I knew what I did wrong. And so, um, for so there's two that I grew, three that I grew, actually. Peanuts, the trick with those is as they send their stock out, they're going to shoot pegs out of the stock. And I had read that, but I thought that it was out of the center mm-hmm. of the plant. That's not the case. So the whole year, I'm like cultivating it and like taking care <laughs> mm-hmm. of the middle of the plant. And I was totally wasting it. But as soon as I pulled them up, I saw peanuts hanging off of the trailing, I, I would call it a vine or whatever. So I did have that. I grew... Um, I grew, so we have a running joke in my house. And let me know if you get this joke. We grew black eyed peas and then we grew Burger King um, black beans. Think about it for one second. I'm going to give you a second to think about that. No, I don't get it. Okay, you're not going to get it. So you'll get it as soon as I say it. So we got a lot of black eyed peas Mm -hmm. and our black beans didn't do as well so i just took and mixed them all up so whenever you eat your black eyed peas you might get that lucky burger king onion ring that you get in your french fries you know (laughs) so we always joke about that david is my son he's eight he's like i got a burger king i got a burger king (laughs) so that's that was a stretch um, it was gonna be hard for me to put that together but i appreciate the confidence you had in me <laughs> if you've ever eaten a Burger King, gotten fries, you know that one random burnt onion ring that's just well, like yeah. heaven. When you said that, I knew exactly. I was all in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I grew edamame. So that wasn't an epic failure, but it wasn't as productive as I wanted. And so the issue I had actually with that is I couldn't get seeds for my second sowing again. Mm-hmm. So that was really the issue with that. But I did follow through. And what I was going to do. Yeah, I, we talked a, quite a bit about your um, peanuts, of course. And, you mm-hmm. know, if you have a really, really good year in something, I think it's something that, you know, we often talk about. And if it's kind of a sucky year, we often talk about it. But anything in between, like I forgot all about the edamame. I, I barely remember us talking about that last year. Yeah. Dude, I have forgot about it because it was done growing in like June. Mm, okay so okay. it's like i totally forgot about is that it the season but is it done normally or when you say you're second sowing you wanted to plant more i wanted it? to plant more because i messed up on the first sowing and so once i was like okay i know how to fix it let me do another sowing and i couldn't get any more so did you ha- um did you have expectations as far as like like how much you were going to get from those three or were you just trying to hone your skills for growing proteins so for the for the peanuts, I feel like Barbara Walters makes you rest in pieces sitting in front of me right now. Um, <laughs> for the peanuts, I didn't have high expectations. I mean, look, I've seen videos on YouTube. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you all right now. It was, uh, I think it was out of China. 
and the lady was growing peanuts and she had like 500 peanuts on the bottom of a plant. Mm -hmm. Can we say Photoshop? (laughs) So there's that. Um, But I didn't seriously, I didn't really think I was going to get like a load of peanuts, Mm -hmm. but I figured I'd get more than like 30 peanuts Mm -hmm. off half a bed. Um, The black eyed or the black beans, I thought I was going to get a lot more than I did. And the edamame was it performed like I thought. Now okay. I will say this: I think we're just going to keep planting Burger King black eye or black <laughs> beans from here on out. We'll just like mix a a plant in with our black eyed peas from mm-hmm. now on. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the way to go for us. Because you're harvesting them as dried beans and peas anyway, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't okay. matter. If I want black beans, I'll just go buy a bag of black beans. I mean, <laughs> let's be let's be straight. Um, I can't wait so. till we get to our, I don't even know where this is going to fit in. I have an exciting announcement uh, <laughs> and I'm going to leave it there. And this is also me deflecting from this next goal, which is my first one. So the first one I have listed, I wrote it down as expand into vertical gardening, but I, this must just be kind of a mistype because clearly I've, I garden vertically. I must've just been saying expand my vertical gardening and gosh, I mean, I'm going to give myself a C. Are we, I just decided we're going to grade, provide oh, letter grades. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this I'm, evolution. Yeah, okay. I'm looking back and I can remember introducing one new trellising system. And mm-hmm. I didn't re-listen to our 2022 goals episode. So I don't know how lofty I set that particular goal. Um, but I can say my kind of, dedicated vertical guarding my cattle panel that was an absolute fail and it wasn't due to lack of effort um, but when I look back on videos there's so much growth in my garden from 2022 and then anytime I pan across the cattle panel it's kind of like is it a jungle gym like what's what's she doing there because there no, there's no leaf growth or vine growing. Um, so you do that quick pan. Yeah, yeah. Actually, let me take that back. Yeah, exactly. Right. Thank goodness for editing uh, videos. That's what happened with the lady in the peanuts in China. Um, yeah. I actually take that back. I have two air quote new trellising systems that I used uh, this year, and I grew on kind of um, a TP like trellis, uh, green beans, which like it was kick ass, man. Like. It was the thing. Um, very pleased with the end product of so few beans and so little space. And it was the uh, trellis was sitting on top of a round bed that I had sweet potatoes underneath. And the round bed is like 36 inches around. And so I ended up getting, I think I counted, I canned, pressure canned about 10 pints of beans. And then I ate probably a handful of servings fresh. So super pleased with that. And then the bed next to it, another round bed, 36 inches around. I have this like old door frame for from a previous garden project. And I kind of set that up where I would grow cucumbers. And I'm actually now, as, this, as of this recording, still eating refrigerator cucumbers from that growth. I've had better cucumber years the structure when it comes to vertical growing like it wasn't in the best place wasn't the easiest to get to once I started harvesting um so for both of those I'm actually going to increase my grade and give myself a b um based on the tried and true which I thought it was damn you grade on a curve I wish you was from my well, hold professor hold in college boy based on the cattle panel it basically drops it down to like a d minus if you had all of it together okay yeah I just I, I don't yeah so well I'm gonna jump in real quick and 
and throw you a bone. So you, your final grade is a D. I'm going to give you a C because it takes you three years to implement something new. <laughs> so you get the grace of one letter grade on this. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. But um, yeah, take it. Anytime you can take a win, take it. Looking across my garden now, like actually looking across my garden, there are a bunch of opportunities to do more vertical growing, to create more trellises. Um, so it's something to think about as I go into the new season. I don't know. You're going to have an erector set in your yard like I am. I was, those were the words I was thinking about when I said it and I was actually picturing it. Um, so we'll see. It's, you know, well, first of all, did you, you said on the uh, TP trellis, you you said I grew, I was really happy that I grew so few beans in so little space. Did you misspeak? Oh, I, I meant I'm, um, there were so few bean plants. And, okay. and I use oh, you such, love that key word. Yeah, I use such <laughs> a little amount of space, such a small amount of space, and it produced so many beans. Complete thought. Yeah, and you did that in a round bed, right? Yeah, yeah. Although you know, I've been eyeballing these round beds lately for stuff like that. I think there's um you're shaking your head. Yeah. I'm gonna let you go ahead. Yeah, I was trying to let you get to the end of the sentence, but I couldn't pull the uh, the shaking my head back. I I did the measurements and I don't have them off the top of my head. Those two round beds, I'm actually probably going to pull up their fire pits. So they're not actual traditional beds. Yeah, that's what I was referring yeah, to. Yeah. So I, I'm, but you know, they're companies that actually sell like, you know, very similar models and they're actually yeah. raised beds, right? And so I actually bought, bought some lumber going into the fall last year with the plans of pulling up those, the two that sit right next to each other. I did the same thing last year and what's now the asparagus patch just because i did the math like i calculated the square footage of the round beds compared to if i just do a rectangle bed and while it seems small i mean it's like two times the amount of space i could a growing space and so that's the plan for the spring i just never got around to it in the fall well so first of all i don't care if it's a fire pit or a a quote-unquote raised bed from a company it's whichever one is cheapest for my yard um i know the fire pits are not cheap so there not is anymore that. i mean no they were about i think i got them like back in 2019 2020 i don't even want to hear i got well, close your ears um yeah it really helps no one to know how much i pay for it yeah. so <laughs> i'm not gonna I mean, yeah, well, what did you pay for it it would have been like thirty four ninety nine, like with a discount so plus tax. In price. Yeah, yeah. Which it's also, in price. there's a part of me that also it's based on my small, compact space, and I know that yeah. you know it's large to some and very small to others. In my eye, it's small. To be, to, what do you do with them now? I have four of them, and I don't have room for even to use it as a traditional fire pit, right? And right. so it was very kind of eclectic, like I it fell in line with the look in the field that I was going for in the front yard garden. And now I'm at the point where it's like square footage, you know, it's king. That's the thing that rules. And that's where a circle fails exactly. miserably. Yeah. It's very decorative. <laughs> let me say that. Yeah, it looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I was thinking, you know, I did, I just did a video on um, Sandy Bottom Homestead YouTube channel about different seed trays that I'm using. And a lot of those... Um, seed trays like 
when I first started looking into them, I was like, you know, who gives who gives a crap? You know, it's a seed tray, it's a seed tray. But as I've been using them more and more, and then come and this dovetails directly into the circle bed. I think there's certain things to grow in certain spaces in certain containers at certain times where it could be useful. Mm-hmm. And I think like your TP idea, mm-hmm. or not like you created it. I mean, <laughs> let's be straight. But you know, your TP plant. I think that's a good space for it because. My whole problem with that has been the base of it takes up a lot of space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, if you dedicate a space to stuff like that, I think that could work out in your favor in the long run. You know, because especially with a TP trellis system, you can grow lots of things on that, not just beans. Yeah. yeah. And I so. did the math by my 36 inch bed, round bed is about seven feet in square footage. And then where I'm going to is probably going to be like eight feet by three feet. And that's, I think 24 square foot. I mean, so that clearly there's an increase and it's in an awkward space anyway. So we'll see. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, the round beds will be sitting on top of in between the house and the fence or something like that. I'll stuff them away somewhere until I find some other use of them. But even with this change, it won't probably change the way I'm going to do vertical gardening to bring it back around. Like you got little kids in your neighborhood. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So you could do like we did when we were kids. You can get your um, circle, whatever, whatever you want to call them and roll them down the road, get the kids to lay in them and roll them in the road. We used to do that in tires when Uh I was a kid. uh I threw up so many times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got into a lot of trouble. Yeah, but. yeah. All right. So vertical gardening, win or fail? Pass, fail. I'm going to say win. I'm going to give you a pass. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give, yeah, I think I passed it. Not with honors or anything like that. Um, you know why you passed, though? Why because you tried to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a lot different than sitting here talking about it and just being like, I didn't get to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, so, there's time for I that, think... too. We're only in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's keep this moving. All Hit right. me. So number two for you is get wild things garden straight. That's how I wrote it. That must be how you said it. Uh, can I get a pass? No, uh, like, can I pass the question? No, of course not. No. Um it's a it's a work in progress. So at the time of recording, I thought I had done that. It's no secret on the podcast or the YouTube channel that that was not the case. And when, in fact, I got some bad soil. So we're carrying that over into the next year. That one was kind of out of my reach. My plan was executed appropriately where it was build raised beds, fill it up with soil and plant in it. Um, now, the bad soil kind of and when I say bad soil, it wasn't. Um, I saw a lot this year about people talking about, I got toxic soil. Mm-hmm. I didn't get toxic soil. Like, I just got straight up like fill dirt that just had like nothing in it. So it got really compacted. Um, things just kind of didn't, they would start, but they wouldn't come to fruition in it. So, you know, I've, what I've been doing since I noticed that in the fall, which I kind of had a sneaking suspicion something was going on, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know how to diagnose it during the growing season. And when it, I mean, when it's 95 degrees outside, I am not trying to get out there and start like turning over a yeah. bed and really digging in it. So when I finally figured out what I think was going on, because, you know, I'm not a genius, but um, I decided that I turned the bed over. I'm going to top it off with soil. I mixed it up and I, I still planted in it. I still planted. In it. That's really important. 
because those roots are going to continue, even though it's compacted, it's going to keep working it. So it's a work in progress. I'm going to give myself a pass because I made the effort and I did make a boo-boo. Now, I will say that the people that are up the street from me that sell dirt, you're dead to me. So um, there's that. I will no longer ever buy anything from you again. Because I, when I called him, I was like, hey, I need some of that good garden soil. And they said, oh, yeah, we got you. Mm-hmm. And I got this nasty ass fill dirt. So, And if you don't know what fill dirt is, it's basically the it's I say soil and dirt kind of as the same thing, because that's how we speak in the South. But fill dirt is legit dirt that you put around your house to like fill it so you can lift it up so you can uh, build a house on it. So there's not a whole lot to it. Um, I do have a source for some more stuff. So there's that. Um, The watering situation in there has been kind of it's in the progress of getting taken care of. So Mm -hmm. that wasn't as much of an issue. It legit was just soil compaction this year. So I definitely made steps in the right direction. Okay. But it's painful. And it's painful to talk about. I'd like not to talk about that anymore. Thank you. Understood. Moving along. So I wrote down food <laughs> preservation, including. There's not even a dot, dot, dot. There's So I'm going to interpret this goal as uh, expand Pressure the canning. way that I... Hmm? Pressure canning. Well, I, I'm going to interpret it in a way that ultimately leads to me satisfying the goal <laughs> so, yeah so that's any, good if anyone goes back to listen to it and it's not what i'm about to say you know give me a pass here right so i'm pretty sure at that time i was looking into um expanding the way that i was preserving food and i actually had thought about this you know as during our time off and as i was thinking about getting into the new year and i'm really proud of kind of the food preservation steps i took i'll speak in general i actually have one more goal that's it looks like most of the goals were tied to food preservation but we'll get there um last year i went through all of the cycles remember we had the series of you know different ways to preserve food so Mm -hmm. i fermented right and i came back around and i actually enjoyed i did um sauerkraut and i actually enjoyed it originally my reports were like i don't know but I enjoyed it after, you know, I started to use it in a couple of different ways. I did my traditional water bath canning. I did pressure canning and I mean, you couldn't stop me once I got started. Um, so all of the worry around that, you know, you know how it goes, you know, build it up to be this big monster and it's not. Um, I absolutely did probably more freezing this year than I did any other year. Uh, yeah. And I think I'm trying to figure out if I got this done in 2023 two or if it was yeah it was december 2022 i got it was pretty late no no november october anyway the fall of 2022 i did some dehydrating um using my dehydrator which i had had for like two years or something um so am i missing anything and your your general curing right so i went and I think I hit all of those notes when it comes to food preservation and it's taken me a long time to get there. Well, if you're new to the show, typically Batavia had only done water bath canning. So the question is how much water bath canning did you do this year? Well, taking it a step back, traditionally freezing like the, if you look at all of my garden years if i was putting anything got a one up me yeah, if i was putting anything away it would have been <laughs> by freezing and then back in 2019 i started water bath canning and i made a lot of salsa 
So I'm going to say that I probably can, I don't know. I mean, I'm terrible at this, but maybe like 60% water, 60% pressure canning and maybe 40% water bathing if you kind of put them all in the same bucket. And primarily it's because I had such a crappy tomato year. Right. You know, so I would have water bath can quite a quite a few tomato products if I would have had a better year. Um, But I also went and not just focusing on things I pulled out of the garden. I, you know, toyed around with pressure canning some different recipes that maybe weren't garden, you know, veggies or whatever have you. Um, I pressure can my beloved potatoes. That alone is a win. Yeah, man. So I, I have to make two announcements. Um, I've been known, I don't even think I've told you this. I've been known on this podcast to say when your water bath can, like I don't put anything in the bottom of the can of the pot. I just put the cans in there and I've never had anything break. Well, it finally happened to Mm me. It happened. And so my water bath canner is now dead to me until I figure that out. (laughs) Um, that's two things dead to me in this episode. We're not going down the right path. Told you, New Year's same bill. Let's eliminate um, it, man. Get that negativity out of your your spear. Yeah, I'm with get you. It. So it was it was heartbreaking, but you know, over ten years of water bath canning, it happened one time. And then the other thing, because you brought up the series, is I actually um, purchased myself a, de- a nice dehydrator. Oh, nice, nice. So I'm gonna, you know, not the one. Um, I used to have one that had like the trays and the fan on top, mm-hmm. and dude, it was a nightmare. So this one hopefully will work out well. But I'm excited to start the dehydrating process again and um, use it in conjunction with canning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, like dry it and then prepare it and then can it instead of just like straight up dehydrating it. So I'm excited to try stuff like that. Yeah, I did a, um, the first thing was a, for the dehydrating um, tomato skins. So I ended up buying some seconds like later in the summer and that's what I ended up canning a lot of my tomato products with because, you know, that was what <laughs> what I have for seconds. tomatoes. Um, it's tomatoes that aren't as sexy as the tomatoes that normally come out of my garden that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily buy them if they were in a grocery store. So they may be a little bit bruised. They may be disfigured in some way. But all in all, they're delicious. You know? And they're crazy cheap. You get them at like yeah, farmer's markets, just go rate. to the farmer's market and be like... You got any seconds in the bill? Yeah, how many boxes do you mm-hmm, want? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I so. ended up getting some second peppers as well, but that's a different story. So I ended up doing like the last couple of recipes. And just to take one more quick moment, a lot of what I was um, preserving in the fall, like kind of closing out my normal garden season, I was really focused on let's try some recipes to see what you really want to grow and ultimately preserve next year. Right. You know, so what am I going to be enjoying over this winter? You know, so I'm, I'm just getting into like digging into those jars, if you will. But anywho, for the tomatoes, because they were all Romas is what I ended up getting for the seconds. And so it was very easy to get the skins off. So long and short, I dehydrated the skins and made a tomato powder. Oh, did mm-hmm. you? Interesting. Yeah, fancy. Yeah, with the amount of onions I'm trying to grow this year, I'd like to try and make onion powder. So that's on the list. We'll see. Okay. So, well, good job. You sounds like you met your goal. Yeah. And exceeded it. I think so. I feel, yeah. Yeah, yes, I did. A plus. All right. So this next one has grow more. I mean, you got to tell me, buddy. 
Shit, I have no clue what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more is in all caps in my notes too. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. So, if I'd have to imagine what I said now, and I feel like I need to go back and listen to the episode, but I hate listening to my voice. <laughs> um, me staring off into space is helping me. Mm-hmm. I would say that it was just more intensive planting. Mm-hmm. You know, not letting things, you know, once they're done, they're done. You know, um, that's a big thing that I've had issues with over the years is, and I, you know, I preach it all the time is like, if it's sick, pull it Mm -hmm. out. If it's done growing, pull it out. But even still, you do, I still do these things. And so what I did is I planted a second crop of tomatoes when I had a gap and I was able to get a harvest of um, tomatoes. It was not very big. Mm But I was able to get a handful of tomatoes. Uh, well, I'd say probably well three or four cans of tomatoes off my plants before the frost ultimately got them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's part of that process is just kind of pushing the envelope, seeing exactly what we can put into our gardens more. Because, you know, I failed in one aspect where I had some, I think I grew scallop squash this year. Mm-hmm. Man, I had some pretty plants. Never produced a single squash, but they were just beautiful plants. And I'd let them grow and grow and grow. And by the time I got around to pulling them up, it was kind of too late, you know? You're going to have to what- show me those seeds when we get done because I'm like on year three of growing like an early scallop, uh, like a white squash. And I've had one produced and it was delicious, but everything like one squash produced over the years. So I'm just wondering if it's just a difficult plant to grow, if it's the same thing you were trying to grow. Yeah. I mean, I've never really thought of squash being as a difficult plant to grow other than, you know, the little Mm -hmm. bastard, AKA the squash vine borer, but you know, getting these things out of the garden. So it was just being more repetitive and, or being more aggressive in my, planting and stuff like that so i did a fairly good job with it i wish i would have checked on my peanuts more because that would have been prime real estate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so because that was kind of like a crop that you kind of set it and forget it almost yeah yeah. and so i have to be careful with all that so moving into the next year it'll probably be a place for me to expand more into okay but yeah grow more (laughs) it it figures i'd have some cryptic goal Mm -hmm. i can't remember i can't believe that i wrote it down that way and i thought that i would remember what that was that's a year yeah all right what'd you do yesterday (laughs) try to figure out (laughs) try to remind myself that it wasn't a monday right my week is all torn apart um so this next one i won't spend a whole lot of time because we talked about it a bit um the next item for me is create a schedule for food preservation and i think the number one goal, spoiler for this year, is going to be look at the goals more than once. <laughs> like, don't set them and never look at them, because this was like the if I didn't meet this goal, period, and had I, I would have saved myself a bunch of trouble and heartache. Like, I struggled my way through. My house is still recovering from the chaos that was created when it came to getting vegetables in and then, you know, getting seeds sorted and then trying to preserve this and preserve that. I'm talking about 
no, you know, don't visit today, maybe in two weeks. (laughs) uh, I'm talking about talking to neighbors on the front porch because you can't let them step into the house. It's that much chaos. Um, And so I actually thought about this during the season, but forgotten that I had made it a goal. Um, Saying to myself, like, I need to make a schedule, but never got to it. Um, And and yeah, so it's definitely going to be on my list going forward because it makes all of the difference. Right. It does. And it's 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 hard to keep up with it, you know, because there comes a point when the garden gets fast and furious mm-hmm. and it's nonstop. I mean, dude, the other day. So we had that big Arctic freeze mm-hmm. that the whole country dealt with. And I went out there and I kind of cleaned up some of the spots and I harvested what I could. And um, I harvested and I just dropped it right in the garden. And I was like, oh, I'll get David to come out and get it later. And Dave, I was like, David, go out. You know, he goes and he, he puts the chickens to bed every night. And I said, when you go out there, there's a pile of turnips and um, radishes. Bring them in, right? So he brings, I just like, take a basket. My man doesn't listen. And if you got kids, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so he doesn't bring a basket and he comes back in. He's got a shirt. You know, you know how you flip your shirt up and you put everything in? Well, it's a root crop. So there's dirt everywhere. Mm. And he's dropping it all over the house. And my wife, she looked at me and she just goes, I thought we were done with this for the season. What's going on? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, it's always like, yeah. it's something to deal with. And it's it's hard too. Um, but I think what you were referring to, and I remember this too, is like when it's ready to be preserved, did you preserve it or did you wait? No, no, actually that's, you know, you're digging into the next goal. Um, oh, I this one was specifically like remember your um your which were the seeds chamomile I think you're like you you go in and you pick the flowers on t- every Tuesday and yeah. we were talking and I'm like oh absolutely that makes sense right um I I'm looking at this and saying I need to dedicate a couple of days like to preserve oh, what okay. I have because yeah. if I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants I'm flying by the seat of my pants it's very easy to put it off this actually and it's interesting because you and I on a personal level uh, so this would have been January we were setting these goals like a whole year ago but on a personal level you and I talked and I'd asked for some advice around you know managing your everyday um, work from home schedule because I was drowning right and I've yeah. been working from home for a bunch of years now now um (laughs) since 2019 right um and it's funny because it's that same thing dripping right you know create a routine follow that routine it will make things easier for you and so i know around september for me is when things really start to come in fast and furious august going into september and i've even tried to schedule time off from work around that period of time to try to accommodate for it so all of that said, like, this is the for sure, last year was the second year I knew for sure that this was needed, but here we are. Yeah, I took a little bit of that and I started canning at night. So I found that instead of sitting on the couch and watching Netflix or whatever, I would just go and I'd, I'd can. And that worked out for me as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it was just, it's kind of like one of those things where... Just because the sun goes down, the day doesn't have to stop completely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've got to make that time. You know what I mean? So, And I mean, I want to play, too. I want to have fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of a hard 
pill to swallow, but um, you'll get it, I think. And I mean, you're you you were taking on new preserving projects this year too, so that's kind of adds a level of complexity into it as well. Well, I think. Because, again, a lot of what I was doing last year was focused on preserving very intentionally um, as a part of my garden design, as a part of my kind of garden goals and the garden maintenance. All of that was wrapped into you know different ways to preserve. And one of the things that isn't on my goal list, but it's something that really, really kind of flows around in my head often is I'm still understanding how much of a thing to expect and when to expect it. Right. Yeah. So there are things like, you know, we know tomatoes. We know when they're going to come in based on when we plant them. We know cucumbers. You know, you plant them today. You're going to be swimming in them tomorrow. Right. There's a bunch of vegetables where we know this thing. And then there are a bunch of them where you're like, you know, checking like, OK, is it almost? Is it almost? Is it almost? Yeah. And so while those may be in the minority, it does take up space in your head. Right. right. You know, so and then that whole idea of, well, did I even get enough to preserve of that thing? Right. Right. All right. Hit me. All right. So your I, next I keep one the show moving. is use calendar for planting date. So this would have been in January. Oh, bro. Yeah. So I did that. Um, I bought a calendar and I filled out the calendar and I looked at the calendar and it made me want to throw up. <laughs> it was so hectic. There was so much on it. I couldn't even believe it so i didn't it's funny starting the year i started out doing it i filled out like two months of it and i was like okay i'm gonna do this and then i didn't use it i'm looking at the calendar now it's balled up on the floor (laughs) total waste total waste so then this fall i came back around and here here you go if you're listening right now listen closely because this is working out very well I went through and I got technical mm. and I made a spreadsheet about my seed starting dates. And that has worked out fabulous for me because I have found that that and that, <clears throat> so I made a sheet for that. And then I made a sheet for planting dates. And, you know, all of these are like rough dates. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily happen. And that's kind of the issue with the planting dates is like they don't necessarily happen on this certain day. It's kind of like, how is the weather going? You know, you have to kind of judge. So there's a little bit of fudge in between. But for the seed starting dates, you can very well do those. So I'm starting seeds on the 1st and 15th of every month. Going all the way until June. No, August, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. And then I'll stop until probably November, December. But... That has helped me greatly because I'm, I've am i recently gotten into a farmer's market so I can sell my seedlings and um, just having that because I have to be worried about having stuff for people in general and not to mention I'm, I told my parents over Christmas, which I shouldn't have done this, but I did, <laughs> that I was going to gift them an entire garden of seedlings so they don't have to buy any. That's awesome. So I'm growing their seedlings and then I got a friend of mine who's like on the fence of starting like a small scale farm and I was like well I'll give you a gift so you know it's a lot going on but this has really helped me so it's funny I went through two iterations of it and the calendar absolutely was a fail it was just ridiculous for me to do that because it was sit down right on it and then I'd smear it or something or I'd mess up and 
have to cross it out and it just it looked like an arithmetic problem from hell so um but the i came back in october and redid it and it's working out so i give myself a neutral on that one i suggest if you're doing any kind of like real seed starting for your garden and when i say real seed starting i mean like you know some people will get a couple six packs and start you know a handful of seeds and do it but if you're like doing like a a bigger scale like multiple plants and stuff like mm-hmm. that multiple seasons i think that's a really good way because you know i start sowing my onions in november and then i won't so just to go the full gamut and then i won't start doing my squash until like april uh, yeah so yeah. you know within that time period i have every single thing else in between that you can imagine that we're growing so it helps me and like cabbages are more hardy so they can go out earlier and mm-hmm. then your broccoli and then stuff like that so you can kind of go through the uh the year that way and that really will help with that process so um yeah it, it spreadsheet's the way to go and shout out to you for that because i didn't use my notebook ah interesting so i'm a huge fan of the spreadsheet and I know. I read your spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> they are of intense. <laughs> lots and lots of data. My shit says um, one fifteen onion, <laughs> <laughs> turnip. That's all about says. Hers are like if you want to know what's going on, it's on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the data is only good <laughs> if you actually use it, right? Yeah, and it's, you know, garbage in, garbage out. All right, so I'm going to skip ahead and I'll come back to the last one. So spring, summer, and fall. And I know you already know this is for me. Um, this is growing in spring, summer, and fall. And yeah. I kind of did that. If I'm really, really honest and if I am stern with myself, I'm going to say I got two out of three. This year, this past year, like I was ready to close up shop pretty early. Um, I had a lot of you were. Yeah, I had a lot of like uh, I had started sewing outdoors for the fall, a bunch of different things, a bunch of different times. And I just had such poor germination. I didn't probably from two years ago, you know, the always be sewing goal. So didn't do that so I wasn't sewing indoors which is probably more ideal a little bit more controlled and so I just had so little input when it came to like what to put out for fall I couldn't find any starts around me which isn't that abnormal right it's really hard to find starts in the fall and I'm not going to say that was the only thing that kind of wore me down but my garden you know hey this is the truth show right now in January my garden still isn't put to bed like I'm walking out of the back door every day because I don't want to see the front yard you know Um, and and so I'm going to say while I had good intentions when I ran into challenges last year for the fall in particular I was ready I I basically tapped out pretty soon right you did I felt for you too but I I I respect that decision too and I think it's a Mm self-preservation decision Mm -hmm. now I do want to I want to take a second and talk about that put in the bed the garden thing um, cause that's not the first time you said it. Mm-hmm. It's a, maybe the first time here, but you've said it to me multiple yeah. times. And I know that we've had an episode before where we're like in the fall, put your garden to bed. 
But the thing is, is there's a lot of grace period in that time frame. It's not like it's like, oh, crap, here comes December 21st. The garden's got to be put to mm-hmm, bed. Mm-hmm. It's just over time. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those things. So I would give yourself some grace on that because well, it's... And a lot of people make it seem like it's a very timely task, and it's really and not. And it isn't. Um, but I also know myself. And so yeah. we have had so far... In May, you'll be putting it to bed. Hmm? <laughs> In May, you'll be putting yeah, it to right? bed. <laughs> well, so if you give me a chance to get the sentence out, then you can say, really? <laughs> so in January, besides that block of time where we had you know that cold spell we got down in Chicago to you know below zero for a few days right as of this recording we haven't gotten snow like some of the other uh, cities are experiencing we've just gotten like enough to run a a broom through right um so my ground hasn't frozen yet like that cold uh, spot was met with a bunch of rain the following days and so on and so forth so all that said um our temperatures have gotten up to 40 for a short period of time, you know, over the course of the last month or so. But I have been inspired less <laughs> to go out there. I mean, I was just joking with a client. We haven't seen the sun since it feels like Thanksgiving, you know, yeah. and that greatly. Now, we, we talk a lot about the impact it has to the garden, but 40 degrees and overcast is a different feel than 40 degrees and sunny. So all of that said, yeah, I don't have to put my garden to bed in November. I don't have to put it to bed in December. I could put it to bed now if I really wanted to go out there. I went to get the mail this morning. I'm like, this isn't for me. (laughs) It's the mail that the mail person left yesterday. So add that to the idea of I'm not trying to go out there if I don't have to. Yeah, that's something I really don't like about what people say when it's like, you know, when it comes to... And I mean, we've we've obviously done it before, but I hope we didn't push it as if it was like a super time sensitive thing because it puts that pressure on you. And I mean, as you know, you felt a burnout come fall. Mm -hmm. You need that break. You need that time. And yes, I mean, let's be completely honest. Leaving a sick plant in the ground, it will possibly get worse. Pest could Mm -hmm. set in a little bit more. But like in your area where it freezes so hard, you... I think you've got a lot of grace. Like for me, it's a little bit different because I was just out in the greenhouse and I got aphids. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and I actually did pull the plant just because I got tired of looking at it. Um, But, you know, these things can fester in my area more because it's warmer. It doesn't freeze. So things can kind of come and go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's tough, but I think um, give yourself some grace on that. Yeah, I can do that. But I also know that I'm going to argue about, no, I can give myself grace, but I refuse to. Um, To be quite frank, it's less about the health of the garden. My garden would be better off if I have covered the soil, which I haven't for most of those beds. But generally, it's the aesthetic and it's more inspiring come spring to get out there for me. Yeah. So it's nice to walk out there and have a clean slate when it's time. Um, but anywho, this is where we are. You know, we yeah. will try to remember this going into um, this fall, right? Pacing myself. And th- one of the things I will comment back on when it comes to um, kind of the work you have to do in the fall going into the winter, it doesn't have to be, because you know I love to make something a project. It doesn't have to be this big project. If you're done growing in a bed, put that bed to bed. Yeah. You know? And so you can do it over the course of some time versus, you know, trying to do it all at once. I think I have a better feel now for when I'm pretty much, you know, um, 
retiring from the garden for the season, like the time of year. And so basically I can back up those tasks kind of using that date. Um, some right. years I do get, you know, a second win and I'm out there a little bit later. But if I really want to get that work done, whatever that work is in the garden, you know, I need to basically start with that date and work my way backwards. And if it's not done by that date, just move on from it. You know, again, hopefully yeah. there's always next spring. There is. There is. All right. So I got another one for you. Is this my last one? Well, I mean, do we really want to tell them if it's your last one? Yeah, sure. All right. So efficiency, dot, 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 organize and keep shed organized. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So my part of the shed, dude, this is such a hard one. So my wife uses very little of the shed. She uses one corner. Uh, it's where the chicken food is and the other corner she doesn't use, but the chicken food bags pile up in there. So it's really hard. And I, look, I know what you guys are saying. You could help her out and get it out. I'm like, You're right. I could, but I didn't. And I don't. Um, but generally speaking, it was a more organized mess. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I definitely knew where things were. Um, I did not spend the time to actually put a system in place to organize things. So it's kind of funny. My dad, he came down and, um, dude, when my dad comes down to visit me, he works me to death. <laughs> like he's like, we got to do a project. I'm like, okay, let's do a project. So he wants to clean my garage every time he comes down here. And I'm like, dad, let's not clean the garage. Let's go out and clean the shed. And he's like, no, let's clean the garage. I'm like, no, let's go clean the shed. Like, if you want to help, this is how you help, you know? Anyways, we didn't clean the uh, shed the first day. The first day we cleaned the garage, which was a nightmare because he tries to throw all my stuff away. And he doesn't... This is like family therapy right now. I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) He doesn't garden at all. And he doesn't understand anything about it. So we go out to the shed the next day and he's like, all right. Well, let's do this, this, this. And he's like wanting to build all these shelves and build like lean twos off of it. And I'm like, I'm all game for some of it, but then some of it I'm not. And we were doing something and he sat down in my garden, sat on my small kohlrabi plants and killed them. Like totally crushed half of my kohlrabi within the span of like 30 minutes between him moving his ass up and down the garden bed. Oh my And I was gosh, like, yeah. like, dude, you don't even get what you're doing. And I was like, we're good. We're not doing anything. We ended up getting a screaming match over it, which is fine. We do that all the time. But it was like, as I went out there, I got everything out of it and it is a more organized situation, but it's not as good as it could be. And it's really important too, because how many times you go out there and you just end up looking for something and it's like a five minute job and you spend like 20 minutes looking for the, you know, the object that you need or the tool. What's the, um, the long scissor thing? Like you, you cut branches down with and stuff. Hedge trimmers. Yeah. So I, um, I've been looking for them for four months. <laughs> like I've actually, that's the only thing I could find. Yeah, I've actually used it as an excuse to not, you know, pull up some of my plants because I would want to cut down some of them. I'm like, oh, where in the hell is this thing at? Yeah. And there are only so many. It's this isn't like my shears, or my you know, my pruners or something. They could those could be anywhere. Like that's a pretty sizable <laughs> tool. So you're looking around yeah. like, where the heck is it? Um, and so I'm sure I'll come. In my mind, I also you know kind of um, 
put it to the side and say, I'm sure I'll come across it. But here it is. How many months in? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's I'm glad that you mentioned why it's even on a garden list. It definitely makes um, things you more efficient as a gardener. It makes things less frustrating as you're moving about, you know, your garden. And it makes it more desirable to be out there. You know, when we're talking about some of these yeah. tools and, and things that you're using in that shared space. It's not like that's like the sexy stuff. It's not like that's the exciting stuff. That's a part of the work. Right. And yeah. you want to be able to when you're ready to do the work, do the work. Um, so, well, it's like, for instance, I couldn't get um, it was going to rain one night and I had a, a bale of peat moss outside and I didn't have enough room to get it in. So the peat moss got wet. So that 10 pound bag of peat moss is now 80 pounds mm-hmm. and it won't dry out. So I'm like scraping everything off of it. So, you know, my pruners, you brought this up. Dude, my pruners are like two years old and they look like they're 100 years old. They look like they could be an antique museum. <laughs> You know, and it's like I was just before we got on here, I was walking circles in my garden looking for my pruners. And that's the whole thing is like if you set these systems in place. So one thing that, you know, with the 500 times I've cleaned my garage with my dad that I have learned is organization is expensive. Mm. So like if you buy stuff and put it in totes or anything like that, like it's expensive to get it up and going. But once you get that stuff there, it's so nice. And the cost, because like I have to replace my pruners. Like I'm legit tired of looking for them and I'm ashamed of how they look. And, they, they, you know, they need to be sharpened and all this stuff. So it's like I'm going to buy some new pruners. But over time, dude, I could buy a pair of pruners. And they could last me 20 years yeah. if I took care of them. Wow. If I put them away and just stopped setting them down wherever I was. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an issue I have, you know. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and chalk up my lost AirPods to not being organized. I'm sure they're somewhere around with some. They're probably with my my garden. What do you would you call them again? Hedge yeah, they're probably with my hedge clipper somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I, I think those things suck, though. I could never hear you on them. Uh, let me know. I have a new pair. Let me know if they're still as bad. So anyway. OK. Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the garden now and I'm thinking to myself, hmm, am I going to be better? I'm actually not a, a well-organized person. So it's hard to apply because really? I like, no, are you, is that, no, I mean, if you're being. <laughs> this is very sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> New year, same Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> So I'm not a very organized person. And for a space like that, like to basically organize the outdoors, it's super hard for me. That's why um, I try so hard when it comes to, you know, how neat my garden may be. I get those compliments. Right. Um, And I appreciate them. And I work very hard for that because it's unfortunately at some places, sometimes a year, my garden is neater than, you know, my kitchen. But anyway, let's move on. Um, So. Well, no, let's not move on. I got something to say. Good (laughs) night. <laughs> well, no, it, you know, I'm an organized person if I have somewhere to put mm-hmm. stuff. That's the problem. But I'm not motivated to make the organizational process happen. And so the other day, um, as my son says, the other day ago, which I get confused every time he says it, we went out in the boat, right? And we were fishing. And I don't know if you know this, and anybody listening, if you know this, but on a boat, there's this term called ship shape. Do you know what that means? Yeah, I think so. Use it in a sentence. You got to keep the ship shape. 
Oh, well, that's not the way that I think us land folks would use it. That's a terrible sentence, but that's how I use it. (laughs) So basically what it is, is like on a boat, everything has a certain place at a certain Mm -hmm. time. So you know where to grab it. You don't have to think about it. And he's like throwing stuff everywhere. He's got a net hanging off of him. His foot's, you know, he's tripping over stuff. And I'm like, damn it. Get it ship shape. And it's like, and then I go in my shed and I'm like, it ain't ship shape. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It ain't even shed shape. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hashtag shed shape make it happen people well, my grandmother years and years ago uh i remember her and when she said it i was much 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 younger and so i was annoyed by it but lord knows that those are words to live by it's something along the lines of if you put if you if things have a place and you put them back in their place you'll never lose anything you'll never be looking for a thing right and she was right then and as i think about it now she's right (laughs) and it's you were spot on when you said like getting organized in that way like you know garages and sheds and things it can be expensive because that's what every i mean everyone that i know that's disorganized in that way it's like you're trying to make this makeshift shelf and it's like get a good wind and that thing is, you know, tumbling down. Yeah. Now, have you been in someone's garage? Like you walk in and you're in awe. Like, good night. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. can you, isn't there some HDTV show where they can remake my garage? Cause Lord knows I have about, there's a whole industry built around yeah, it. Like, I know a guy who makes, I'm not lying to you. He makes $250,000 a year making closets more organized, mm-hmm. more organized. Mm-hmm. I'm in the wrong business. Well, my last comment on this, because I'm assuming you're going to let us move on, is there is also a bit of um, do you really need it? Right. You know, so I have two of those. What do you call them? Again? I hate that comment. What do you? I hate that comment because it's true. What, what do you call them again? The, the hedge clippers, the hedge clippers. Man. I have two of those. One, thankfully, someone just gifted to me and I accepted it. And I'm kind of like, you know, I already have a really good one. I really should have accepted it. But that's the only one I could find now is the, the kind of crappy one. It's clearly like maybe a dollar store one or something. you know. And in my mind, it's like you can never use, you know, you could always use more than one. But that makes it a lot easier for me to, not to keep track of both of them, you know. Yeah. And so I'm going to leave that there for the garden. But I can... I can t- we could do a whole series on that for my regular life. The amount of multiples that I have, but we're not going to. Nobody would listen to it. <laughs> It'd be like And your grandmother is was it your grandmother that said that? About the uh if everything had a place. Everything has a yep, place. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's she's a smart woman. Yeah. Yep. So Yep. She uh one of the many things I'll miss around about her because I haven't had a chance I had didn't have a chance before she passed on to say how right she was about so many things. But of course she already knew it. Yeah. She, she knows it right now. She's smiling right now. Uh, so All right, what's my next? last one and again three out of the five goals were related to uh, preservation. And just in short, it was minimize the window. This is what you mentioned. Uh, food preservation to ensure it gets eaten so this is primarily around managing waste and i don't have any stats on it but generally looking back i feel good about how little i wasted in the garden this year um there were some things that were overgrown that stayed in the garden but if i harvested it it got eaten you know it got preserved it got put away it it was you know gifted um so generally i feel pretty good about that um I haven't decided if I'm really honest here, because most times I'm kind of half honest. If I'm really honest here, I haven't really decided how much or or how little I'm growing of certain things. And that's going to tie into kind of trying to keep that focused going into this year, because that's like a forever goal. Right. 
Yeah, gardeners and even I'm going to go ahead and say it. Farmers waste is is a big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've mentioned the statistic on here before, and I'll mention it again. It's you know the number one form of energy waste in our country, and so yeah, you know, and it, it, it's it's it it's a necessary evil sometimes. But to put all that effort into the vegetable and then to grow it and nurture it and take care of it and harvest it and then just to let it waste, not doing anything, it's, you know, it's sad. And I applaud you for trying to take that on. Um, did you do better with it? I think I absolutely I think did said, compared to previous okay. years. Yeah. Yeah. So I took that advice as well. And I did. I don't think I threw out much at all. If I did, it was like I brought it in. It was kind of iffy when I brought it in type situation. Mm-hmm. So um, I applaud you for that because that's a that's a hard one. And I think that a lot of people can benefit from listening to this part of the conversation moving forward and using that and applying that to themselves. Because, I mean, you know, I can imagine somebody's got a little garden and they're like, Hey, I want to have a little party with my harvest. And they are just saving it and saving it and saving it. Mm-hmm. And then you go to pull it out and you're like, well, damn, my tomatoes rotten. All right, well, we can't have tomato sandwiches. So now we're going to have ham sandwiches with tomatoes mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so I can just, I can envision that being a situation that I know a lot of people have dealt with in the past. Yeah. So. Well, it may not be as on the surface but it is it's discouraging to the gardener like you may not realize it in the moment but it's discouraging right i do carry guilt around it generally speaking when it comes to waste like that food waste um interestingly enough if i buy something and don't use it there's no guilt there Hmm. meaning like if i order something from amazon and i'm like oh shoot this is six months later let me open this box anyway Hey, listen, I can work on one thing at a time. Um, but I do think that if, again, we, we want to be happier gardeners, right? Um, I think it's very okay to try to be disciplined in some of these areas. And that's just one of the ways that I'm trying to be more disciplined. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, I think it's awesome. So, look, everybody, I'm going to jump on the grenade and I'm going to give you something that we haven't even talked about whose turn it is, but it's my turn, and I'm going to take it. I'm going to give you the recipe of the day. Okay, so I did something for New Year's. I made the traditional dish, um, black-eyed peas and collards, Mm -hmm. but I didn't follow a recipe this year. I just kind of went along with it and it actually worked out pretty well so i'm gonna give you that recipe right now so remember when i say black eyed peas i got my burger king black beans in there too so don't forget that um it was a cup and a half of black eyed peas and then i used uh two onions chopped however you want whatever um i used eight collard leaves and then four mustard leaves I uh, just recently I've been growing mustard for a couple of years. Never for some reason, never really got into it too much. And this year I ate it and I really like the spicy mustard leaves. So there's that. Um, <clears throat> if you want to use them when they're not spicy, which is younger or a different variety, then you can try it. But the spiciness is what adds it to me uh, is a can of tomatoes and then one bulb 
of garlic, one bulb <laughs> of garlic, uh, salt, pepper, cayenne to flavor, and then a bay leaf, and then a pinch of cinnamon. And so I started boiling my black-eyed peas, and at the same time I boiled my collards and my onions, spices, and tomatoes, and then I boiled them or simmered them for about three, four hours maybe. And then I put in my mustard greens at the very end, and I cooked them for about 20 minutes. I just let it keep simmering for 20 minutes. And then at the end, I put in probably, I'd say about two teaspoons of liquid smoke Mm -hmm. at the end. There it is. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that brought the heat. So uh, at the end, I did. Ha- I didn't salt it as much as I'd like. I like salt. What can I say? Um, so I added more salt, and then I topped it with a little bit of hot sauce. So you can do that. But it's really good. And the mustard greens were really important because I gave it that. The mustard that I'm growing has like a horseradish flavor to it. So it kind of gave it that little bit of a horseradish. If you didn't have, you could add some horseradish to it maybe, and then do it. But it worked out really well. So. It was spacing the greens out in different time periods is what helped. Because if you cooked a mustard for four hours, it would just... Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be gobbledygoo in your mouth. It wouldn't be very good. Speaking so. of, I actually overcooked my last batch of greens. Um, but they're in the freezer. I'm going to eat them and enjoy them all the same. Um, so I think the mixed greens, which is absolutely a thing, right? Like mixed greens. I think it's normally mustards and turnips people mix. is pretty common too. Uh, turnip tops. I don't... I don't eat the turnip greens. Yeah. Mm. And you know how uh, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did the family enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah, the family enjoyed it. David was like, oh, and I, I put some shrimp in it too, but you can put your protein of choice. Um, David was like, daddy, this is amazing. I'm like, <laughs> thank God you said that. So it's, a, it's hard to please the family sometimes. Yeah, no, I get it. There's something about... Uh, using it because you have it and not necessarily because you're about to love it you know yeah yeah and i mean i i like simple cooking you know it doesn't get much easier than that Mm -hmm. so you know i did you you could saute the onions first and put them in or whatever but i just boiled it all down Mm -hmm. and called it a day solid recipe go back to the essential episode essential edibles episodes where everything was a stew there's my life for 2023 aha moment of all of the onions you're onions you're growing it just clicked for me. <laughs> so it's funny because we use the same type of onion, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it, but I put in the same sweet onion. Mm-hmm. I put a sweet onion in. I guess I should have said that. Sorry. Um, so it it definitely made a difference. And, you know, I'm not a big onion connoisseur. So yeah. there is that. It's either white or red. Am I, well, white, yellow, or red. That's all I got. Um, I have a onion jam recipe from one of the ball books that I wanted to try that I didn't get around to. So depending on how your onion harvest goes, you may have to try it for us. I will try it because I will. Just because I will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good job. So, well, you know, I hope everybody is, when you listen to this episode, it's fun for us to talk about our goals and if we've met them and all that. But hopefully you can apply some of these things to yourself and realize that like it's important to make goals in your garden. You know, if you're semi-serious about gardening, I feel like a lot of people 
like to set goals. Do you think that's a safe assumption? Like it's fun. Yeah, I mean, ish to try and meet a goal. I think I'm going to speak just for gardening because I don't want to get into anything else. But I think it helps facilitate growth, and I think it also helps um, helps you keep interest. You know, so there may be someone that absolutely loves gardening and wants to do it 365 days a year and and does it 365 days a year. I love it, but that's not me. Right. And so I do think that uh, there is a way to do the same thing over and over and over, you know, every year the same way. I don't know if I'd be that interested in doing that. So, you know, setting a different goal and trying to do a different thing, it helps it helps keep the garden sexy. This is like the third time I've used the term sexy in this episode. That's okay. That's one of my favorite terms, as you new know. New year, new me. New year, new you. <laughs> there you go. So everybody, before we go, I would like to have a two second silence for old year, old Batavia. Okay, thank you. May she rest in peace because we are here with the new one. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm just trying to tell you all, if you're new here... You're either going to love her or you're going to be trying to resurrect old year old Batavia. Like you don't even know what if yeah. you're new here. You don't even know what she's like, but you're going to be like, she, I got to have her. <laughs> yeah. So everybody check all the links below. If you want to get the planter app, check the link below. It gives you a discount for it. Um, like I said, I love it. I use it. So enjoy. Next week, we are going to come back with a fresh set of goals to try and meet for the year. Um, these are going to be a little bit more comprehensive. I'm going ahead and just saying it that we're going to be more detailed about them mm-hmm. than grow more <laughs> because that doesn't make any sense. Um, so stay tuned for that. Start thinking about what you want to do. And until next time, just do me a favor. Let's learn to grow and grow for change. See ya. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.